I didn't come this far just to come this far. One of those kinds of things. There's, Philip needs to be a plumber today because someone clogged the toilet. Guess what? Philip is a plumber. He's on YouTube. It out. He's called. You, you see, so mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing like pre- preparing for a jiu-jitsu competition. Is that I've done both. I've done, gone in there, trained, thought I was ready, but wasn't uh, emotionally prepared. And then I've trained and gone in with that level of confidence that you know, I don't care who I'm fighting. It doesn't matter who's the match because I've done everything in my power to prepare myself to go out there and do whatever I need to do. Welcome to Only the Greatest Podcast. If you're feeling stuck and unsure what to do next in your fitness journey, we might be what you're looking for. My name is Philip. I own and operate OTG Fitness, which is a private personal training gym on the south side of Houston in Webster. I do this podcast every week with my best friend, Daryl. We've been friends since third grade and working out together ever since. Also joining us today will be Sean. He's the one that makes this podcast not only sound great, but look good as well. Our goal here is to help Houston make its way up the ladder of health and fitness. So if you're in the Houston area and ready to become the greatest version of yourself, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Here we are, round two at Fitness Destination Houston. And uh, thank you for having us. We have this new thing that we're kind of doing, maybe a monthly episode where we actually pack up, bring the gear here, have you on the show, and uh, try to get some varied guests in here, have some good conversations, share stories. Um, Right here, out this window, you see um, the Fitness Depot side of Fitness Destination, which we're going to talk about the whole thing. Um, So, Lee, why don't you just kind of tell everybody what we're looking at here, you know, out the window, and well, then and, uh, we'll kind of get into the details. Well, I think you know, to kind of back up a little bit, the whole idea of the collab came from our initial podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. what it initiated was talking to you. Um, I realized, you know, and I've always thought your story was unique and special, uh, but I realized I had multiple customers and multiple, you know, uh, gym spaces with a very similar unique story. And I felt uh, an obligation to showcase them and, and their story for the right reasons. And, and, you know, I try to use a format of to get down to what people do. And, and, and it comes down to what they, what they do and why they do it. And, and that's why I wanted you to come out here and experience it. Mm-hmm. And not only experience it, you've experienced it, we've talked about it before, as a gym owner, business to business, which is a, a, a unique experience in itself. But this time I wanted to talk to Philip, mm-hmm. not OTG, mm-hmm. owner, trainer. I wanted to talk to Philip. And we were able to talk today and give you a little bit of experience on the consumer side. And, and it's imperative that you take care of yourself just like you take care of your clients. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to get to the bottom of it. And we were able to do that. Yeah. And so before uh, before we hopped on here today, we went through a full experience. Lee kind of, um, I kind of told him what my issues were, right? We had a discussion. Me personally, once yep. again, just to reiterate, every as a customer here at Fitness Depot Houston, I have always been coming in as a gym owner, supplying my gym for our clients. Um, I, I see stuff here all the time that I want to use myself, but maybe doesn't make sense in our current business model. Right. So coming in as as a consumer, a B2C situation is very different. And then I also learned today 
what fitness destination is. I yeah, didn't, so it, I, it, I didn't it, even know. Like to be, I've seen it. You know, I, I've seen you guys say fitness destination. I've seen fitness depot. I was like, man, what is what is going on? I knew about the jujitsu side of the equation, but you really kind of educated me earlier. We played around a little bit, which was super fun. I really appreciate that. So, um, but yeah, fitness depot is much more. So when you go into the fitness destination piece it, of the equation, exactly. And what we look at is like fitness FDHTX fitness destination Houston Texas is encompasses Fitness Depot. Fitness Depot is a, you know, a retail fitness equipment store uh, specializing in, in home gyms, garage gyms, and commercial gyms. Uh, they give you a full experience based off of qualifying questions and your needs. Uh, and you've experienced, you know, you, you've experienced part of that, but today you got to experience it more on a consumer side, uh, which I wanted <coughs> you to do, and then also experience the jiu-jitsu side. So the other side of the coin is that we have 85 BJJ uh, we're an affiliate of Team Took, uh, which Travis Took is one of the OG uh, black belts in, in uh, jiu-jitsu, and we're an affiliate uh, under him, and we're about two and a half years old. The reason I say that is we're two and a half years old, but our lineage is old and deep, so we could, we bring a lot of that to the table through their experiences. Yeah, and the, the combination of them both is the fitness destination, meaning that you can come here and get all pieces of your fitness the, taken care of. The common of. denominator is that we are in crowd noisy spaces and the challenge is is that uh you know how, how do i sift through this noise to to start my <coughs> fitness journey or start my martial arts journey so the common denominator is to provide a comfortable setting for you guys to start continue or to carry on your journey and whether it's in martial arts whether it's in fitness a lot of the synergies tie along uh, i can use an example you know you're a fitness customer of mine well, today you got to experience jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Well, how many times you came to the store and experienced jiu-jitsu? This is my first time. First time. Yeah. So by having this level of comfort that you and I have uh, with each other because of knowing each other over the years, knowing, uh, uh, working together, um, I was able to introduce you to something that you've always kind of wanted to try but never had the real opportunity. Yeah, and it's funny because I, you know, as I told you earlier, I've been thinking about this maybe about the past maybe year or two, maybe even two years I really considered doing some type of, um, my girlfriend, uh, Denver does, has done some, uh, martial arts in the past. I'm not sure exactly what sure. to be There's honest many, with many you, different forms of um, it. but she really enjoyed it. Um, it's how kind of, she started her weight loss journey. Actually, she lost like 40 pounds and her life has really turned around because of that. And it all started with some, some type of mixed martial arts, um, that, that she really enjoyed. Um, but now coming here and I have a lot of things that I want to cover and I have some questions sure. and stuff and we'll get into that. Um, but even before, before we get into that, why don't we start with the, the fitness depot side and maybe explain to me the difference as me coming in as a business owner versus an individual. Well, and yeah. I, I just want to say one thing real quick sure. that I thought of is when I call you as a business owner, I know exactly what I want. I know what I need. I tell you what I want. I receive a quote, I pay for it, your guys install it. And it's really, it, it really, it's very transactional. Like, I, and I'm not saying that in a negative way against well, business or anything, but it is what it is. I know what I need for my business operations for the most part. And I have a couple of questions and then, you, you know, and you kind of fill in the gaps. Sure. But as a consumer, the experience is very different. So maybe you can kind of talk about well, that. Well, I think it's bit. different schools of thought. I think your goals are different as a business owner. Your goal is what the client's needs are, which may not be specific to your needs. Uh, we're all in fitness, but fitness is a broad category. So, you know, be, being able to identify your needs through a series of questions, uh, uh, we're able to kind of point you in the right direction 
for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's the experience that we give. And, and it's a very similar parallels to what you do in the gym space. When someone comes in, well, why are you here? I want to lose weight. Okay. Well, how much weight do you want to lose? Well, how long do you want to commit to lose? So these qualifying questions guide you kind of in the right direction to put together a program. If someone comes in and they want to get as strong as possible, well, the weight loss program is probably not ideal for them. But it requires you to qualify their needs uh, and then uh, once they're qualified, are they realistic? Right. And then take the next step, next step. So the parallels are, are very, very similar in that sense. And we were just, we were talking about that as you were kind of showing me around, asking questions. And I was like, man, this, I, I feel like I do this every day with people. They, they come same in. Same thing. It, it's, uh, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's the same process in a different industry, maybe. Different you space. Know, in a diff it's yeah. the same process in a different space where uh, we call it a prescriptive model. Yep. Where it's you're figuring out what the customer needs, right? And then making a recommendation based well, on Well, and like that. we talked about fitness being such a broad space, is that, you know, qualifying your needs is imperative because there's so many different options out there. If you're a power lifter, the, you, you see there's power lifting, there's Olympic lifting, there's uh, functional fitness, there's, there's bodybuilding, there's different, and they're all under the fitness category umbrella, but they're very specific different and specific goals. Do you find it challenging to offer to this variety of customers? It, it can be. And when you have to have inventory, you have stuff like fitness equipment that's big and, and heavy and things like that. It does require, uh, um, you know, a lot of overhead, things like that. But in order to give the true experience, it requires that. And, you know, everybody else, it, it's like the questions I ask, Amazon's not asking you those questions. Mm -hmm. You know, you're limited to what they show you and the reviews you read. Um, and and the review you read may not be indicative of, of, of you. Your situation. Prescriptional based off of you. So the, you read a review, this bench feels great. Well, the person that it felt great to was five foot two. Mm -hmm. You're not five foot two. That's right. Yeah, it feels great person. to a five foot two person. It may not feel good to fill. And it's funny, us as fitness professionals, it's very easy for us to understand that. But maybe if someone's coming into fitness for the first time, they don't understand all these different modalities of fitness. Exactly. Is that something that maybe you've struggled with when you're talking to your customer well, base? Maybe I, they don't even know just, what they want to do. Just it's incumbent on me to kind of experience the different types of categories under fitness. So I've done CrossFit, I've done powerlifting, I've done you know these different types of, uh, of fitness, Olympic lifting. Um, but me going through the journey will help me understand your journey. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a lot to not only manage the inventory and sift through it all, but to implement it all into me so I can give some true valuable feedback uh, is, could be time consuming. Yeah, and I can, I, I can really compare this from a – I talk to people more about nutrition yeah. uh, a lot. Well, I shouldn't say more about nutrition than fitness, but they're, they're very They go hand equal. in hand. They go hand in hand. But what I'm getting at is you've tried all those things. Well, I come from a similar perspective – from the different nutrition, all the different diets, right? I've tried low carb, I've tried fasting, I've, I've tried keto, I've tried all these things so I have my own experience because I'm my job is not to tell someone exactly what to do, maybe similar to yourself. It's to get an idea of what their needs are, give your opinion and experience, and then let the customer make their own decision. And in my space, it's so important that the client is confident in what's going on. So if I just tell someone what to do, yeah, it might work for a period of time, 
but they don't actually believe in it. If I can get them to make the decision for themselves, then they believe in it and they'll be able to do it for a long time. And that's what we do here is that if you come in and you want to, you know, have a garage gym, well, with the qualifying questions, I I don't suggest, you know, it'd be great to have a big sale, but buying a bunch of stuff, you know, you haven't, you haven't committed 10 minutes a week to working out. Now you're going to commit eight hours a a week to, to working out or it's not realistic. So what I suggest is start small and evolve. And the garage gym, home gym, ever evolves depending on your training. If you were powerlifting and then you went to jiu-jitsu, so on and so forth. So getting... Well, what I was going to ask... Think about that. Because I was I was tracking somewhere. Yeah. What I was going to ask is how often are, are you having this conversation? Is it every most of the time? Are you Multiple having this times. conversation a lot? Multiple with, times. With, so people come here and they don't know really what they want or they they know they want to start working out at home okay and then that that kind of starts and then i get the other guys that are like look i want a half rack i want 350 pounds of bumpers i want dumbbells from this to this and and that's fine too but uh that's why we have to have competitive pricing everything to, to to manage that side of the market but the other the other side of the market is what we really cater to is the ones that don't really know and they are confused well they should be confused because there's so much out there who knows what it's the same thing when you get the client well i heard you can't eat that or you know mm-hmm. if you go just that well you don't get enough fiber or it, well, once you get a hard rule like that like we talked about um that's a closed mindset yeah and are most people coming in they're asking you these questions right and they know they want to work out at home is it a, a garage gym setup where you're doing like a full gym or is it maybe like one off pieces? Maybe is there a All little the bit of both? All the above. Yeah. And it, it depends on where they're at in their journey. Some people may already have a full, <clears throat> full lineup or some people may started running marathons and then started having some issues and then needed to address them. So it, it, it's a broad category with a broad base of customers, but the process is the process. And identifying the needs and addressing those needs is still the same process. And that's why we have, you know, Tony who works here, he's a, he, he's a trainer. Uh, we have multiple gym owners uh, that, that work with us here. And it's not about having hard salespeople. It's having people that ask the right questions for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And the sale will execute itself if you do the right things. Yeah, I do agree with that. And one thing you mentioned was competitive pricing. You know, and I'll, I'll just be honest with you. When, you know, as a new gym owner, which is almost six years ago now, yeah. that, that – um, that I kind of started my entrepreneurship journey, you know, moving into the fitness space. I used to work in manufacturing yep. before. So I have a little bit of small business experience, but um, not like as the operator. Right. But um, the, the competitive pricing is really what initially got me in the door. Right. I'm shopping around. What can, what's the most bang for my buck? So maybe what, what do you guys do to stay competitive? How do you stay competitive? You know, what's, what's the secret behind, behind that whole thing? Cause you all, you don't only offer products at a, at a great price. You also offer a great service, which is what we just talked about. So finding those two things together in any industry is very difficult. So how, how do you guys do that? That, that I think is the baseline. And the baseline is to have competitive pricing and good service. I think that it should be the minimal expectation for any business out there. Um, you know, it, it, is it hard? Absolutely. There's a lot of challenges involved with the, the supply chains, the evolution of this, that, and everything else. Um, but it, it's imperative on me to stay competitive and to provide good service as a baseline. And then all the other extra stuff, the qualifying and everything else is extra. 
But that is kind of the baseline. And, and to do it, 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 it's a number of things. It's uh, relationships in the business for a very long time, uh, able to, to shop, being in tune with what is what as a gym owner, experiencing what you've experienced. I know what that bottom line looks like. You know, there's two ways to make money, increase revenue or decrease overhead. Mm -hmm. um, well, you can burn it at both ends, depending on how, what, when, what your goals are. So that is you know, a part of our process. Yeah, I, I like what you said where for you as an as an owner, it like I asked that question and you're like, well, that's just it. That's the minimum, the, ba the minimum barrier that's, of yeah. entry like is to do those coffee. things. Yeah. It's the same thing like in personal training. We'd be like, oh, you help people with diet also for free because we, we include nutrition services for free. Yeah. And and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's just part of it. Hand in hand. It's like, it's yeah. a no brainer, you know, um, at, at some point where it's like, it just, I have to help this person well, I think with when, that thing. If someone comes in and tries to segment it up and then say, it's almost like we talked about with, you know, the insurance company and pharmaceuticals, the, the more confusing they make it, the harder it is for you to track and understand. Mm -hmm. Well, this, we're in a black and white space. <clears throat> well, if you get them in the gray, then you can you can maximize your problem. We're not about that. We're maximizing longevity and health. Uh, may not. It, it, in the reality is, it's like functional fitness. If I focus on longevity and health, you'll maximize your profit because you'll have a customer for life. Well, it's the same thing. Functional fitness is that I'm function. I'm training to be functional, but if I train to be functional and I take my shirt off, I probably look pretty good. Right. It's, it's a, a byproduct. It's a byproduct. Of byproduct. So it's it's very similar. Yeah. Have you ever heard? <clears throat> uh, have you ever had anyone ask ask you what motivates you more? Winning or not losing? Like, what? Wh which is stronger for you, the will to win or the will to not lose? I mean, it's kind of a blurred line, I guess, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. when you when you kind of look at it. But uh, I think the will to not quit. It's not, just not quit, just to keep going. Keep going. And yeah. it, it's, it's cyclical like everything else. Life, business, um, it, it's, never, it, it's never steady, Eddie. Yeah. The reason that I ask is because – the way that you answered my initial question is very similar to how I answered that question. I've, I've been asked that before and I've never forgotten it. And, and I thought about it for a few minutes and my, uh, for me, I hate losing because winning should be the normal. Good like point. I should win. Good point. I, I'm a winner. Yes. Like winning should be the normal. So I just don't want to lose. Winning is like, it's just normal. I win. Cool. Go on about my day. But if I lose, I, I do not like to lose. You know, and, and that sounds maybe a little negative or whatever, but it's just the way that the way that I'm thinking about it is I should win every single I wake well, up in the but, morning, I'm gonna win today. But let's talk about why you think you should win. Hmm. It's a great question. I think because of the challenges and everything that you've seen through your life that you know no matter what life's gonna put in front of you you were ready, willing, and able to put forth the effort to overcome it. Yes. Uh, I didn't come this far just to come this far. One of those kinds of things. There's Philip needs to be a plumber today because someone clogged the toilet. Guess what? Philip is a plumber. He's on YouTube. He's called, you see? So mm -hmm. it's, it's the same thing like pre preparing for a jiu-jitsu competition is that I've done both. I've d gone in there, you know, trained, thought I was ready, but wasn't physically, really physically, uh, emotionally prepared. And then I've trained and gone in with that level of confidence that, you know, I don't care who I'm fighting. It doesn't matter who's the match because I've done everything in my power to prepare myself to go out there and do whatever I need to do. And that that transfers to everything. 
transfers to life, to business, to relationships, everything else. So I think that level of confidence and that mindset you have is indicative of your personality of how you attack life. Yeah, there, there's very few things that you could put in front of me that I don't think I could figure out. And it's not a, it's not a cocky. Confidence. No, not at all. It is a hundred percent. And I see it in your eyes. It's a, it's a level of confidence that you know that you're prepared to take on what, what insert problem here entails. It, yeah. It's just like the jujitsu competition. You know that through, and that time you learned your lesson, right? That first time that you, you weren't exactly. ready, but now, you know, because you've been through that before. It's just like in marathon training. I was talking, I was meeting with my, I have, a, I have a running coach that I've been working with to prepare for this marathon. And I was talking to him yesterday and I was like, through my training, I've, I, he, and he taught, he really instilled this in me. He's like, when you train, you need to be preparing for the race. You need to, your nutrition, you need to practice your nutrition during your training. You need to practice if things go wrong. You need to practice if you overdo it. You need to, your hydration and you need to know all of these things. It was like when you, you went in the rain. It was running. It was raining, and you had to run, and you had a choice. Well, guess what? It may run on Sunday. It may rain, yeah. And yeah. it's going to be cold. <laughs> yes, it's going to be cold. It is going to be cold. So, yeah, the point is that you're going to it with confidence. You There's nothing that can present itself that I haven't been through already. Well, and you need to take it a step further. The marathon is the event is not the make-or-break event. The event is the opportunity to showcase your hard work and commitment. Yeah, and I, you know, you told me that a while back, and when I was talking to him yesterday, that I said, I told him, I was like, hey, I was talking to a friend of mine a while back, and, and he instilled and, and re, instilled into me and reminded me that race day should be the time to enjoy, soak it all in, really feel those emotions. The work's done. It's too late to work. If you are, You're, yeah, 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 it's too late. The work was done during training. Embrace. The best part of the process. The moment. Yes. Because you told me that about uh, jujitsu competition. Yeah. The work is done in the training. The competition day, or for me, the marathon day, the race day, is the day that you show what you did during training. You're going into this marathon with every box check. Nutrition, check. Training, check. Mm-hmm. Hydration, check. The game plan, check. You see, so it, it's it, now it's time to, to, to put all that hard work and suffering uh, yeah, you'll have some suffering in the marathon, but sure. you're, you're, you're you're callous to that. Yeah, you're yeah you're ready. You're you're ready you're, you're for looking it, you know? forward to hitting the wall. Believe yeah. it or not, yeah, it's coming. But at the <laughs> same time, you know you've prepared yourself mentally, physically, emotionally to deal with the wall when it does come. That's right. Yeah, and then just if you're living on the emotion of the time, then you're riding that high and and going through it. That's you it. know, pushing through, enjoying the moment for what it is, and that. The, the feeling of personal accomplishment is that like nothing else. It's an intangible and it's an unexplainable. And it's not like you have to, you know, be, you running a marathon is, is a personal goal of yours. You're going to have to go to work on Monday. Maybe a little sore, but you're going to be at work. That's right. It's not like you're going to win the marathon and then Philip's done. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're doing this uh, for those for those reasons mm-hmm. and to challenge yourself, to experience yourself and everything else, but more importantly, to prepare yourself. So each time you prepare yourself for an event like this or prepare yourself for the next gym opening or anything like that, and you've done the work and you've checked the boxes, it's a different mindset and it's a different approach. 
And you know, it, it, it's the same thing here is that we want to make sure we check all the boxes to keep you, uh, keep you going and keep you on the journey for the right reasons. And it starts with that, that whole level of comfort and being able to have this interaction. Like, you know, you could do online training, but what would the quality of your online training be? Not the same. It can't be. Yeah, we tr- we tried. The reach on- would be a lot bigger. Yeah, we tried online training, and in my this is just my opinion. I'm sure there's a lot of online trainers that are really great. Dude, the service is unmatched. You cannot provide the level of service that a fitness we client. Can't, we needs. can't even get to level of service. Let's get to the prescription. You can't even. No way. Adequately prescribe something correctly without this 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 one-on-one interaction. Yeah. And in today's world where everything's going virtual technology, everything else, that we're going the opposite. And we don't ship anything. We don't have we have these conversations. Yeah, it's a lot longer uh, time on the floor with you to have these conversations, but the the quality of the conversations that we've gone into and what we've been able to identify and do was worth the time. Yeah, I, I forget who I heard say this. It might have been Andy Frisella, but I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, and this is me putting it in my own words sure. as well. But this per- they were talking about technology should help us enhance the level of in-person customer service, yes. not take it away. Right. Can't rely Huge on it. difference. It, it doesn't supplement the one-on-one. We are human beings, interaction. Look each other in the face, go... Go try that piece of fitness equipment, put a gi on, Phil, see what it feels like to get choked with the lapels of a gi. <laughs> That's an experience that you want. Yes. Uh, or that you need to really identify what it is. To understand if this really is the right thing for me. It's just like when you showed me the, um, we were talking about how, hey, what, what's a piece of equipment that I can have in at home in my garage? You know, I'm, I'm used to strength training. Now I'm starting doing this running. What can I do to knock out my strength side of the equation? You showed me that machine out there. So, and, and it was... And what I mentioned to you when we were out there on the floor is that all-in-one trainers, I just have a negative connotation with them. But for the right reasons. Yeah. Yes. And But me knowing the history of you and your direction of you're going and having this relationship, I'm able to make, you know, qualified suggestions for that. And we looked at, you know, you're doing more endurance training with the marathon, so we know it's more taxing on the joints, ligaments, t- connective tissues, et cetera. So you still want to strength train. So we looked at something, a leverage gym, which allows you to do uh, strength training on it, but it alleviates a lot. It's a plate-loaded unit, not like a free weight. Uh, alleviates a lot of the uh, taxing it puts on the joints and ligaments. So we can kind of, knowing what I know about you and your situation, because um, you did mention I want to stay functional. Well, I know you're functional at heart. You're never going to abandon that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I know you're a gym owner and it's like me working out in the showroom. It's not, it, it, it's really hard because you're thinking too much business. So something like a gym owner, well, why would I want to put something at home when I have a full gym? Because you're in business mindset there. It was the same thing when you came in here. It was B2B. Mm-hmm. Well, now I got you in B, business to consumer mindset, which was a different mindset. So being able to work out at home and take care of it and not have that business mindset allows you to be more focused. Yeah, and, and you actually get your hands on the thing because we're here in person Try it, talking it, about it. it. Try it, feel it, use it, and anything. Yeah, obviously, you, you answered all of my questions and everything, and then also I can try it, use it, feel it, you know, to instill my confidence. Right. And that's what, remember, Sean was mentioning that if you feel good about something, then you'll actually use it, fulfill it, do what you need to do with, with your purchase because you feel good about the item. 
everything. And it's, it's putting yourself in a situation to feel good about something. That's and right. And if you, you know, you got a junky spin bike that, that hardly works, then you're not going to feel good about riding it. Yeah. Uh, the workout in itself's challenging enough. Now you're going to work out on something that's not comfortable yeah. or fitting for you. And I, it's just like I told you when we were out there, <clears throat> in my opinion, every single time you work out and every time you eat as well is an opportunity to do something good for yourself. For sure. So you should look forward to that thing. You should enjoy the moments. You should enjoy whatever you're using, what you're eating and things like that. You know, it's very important. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit, talk about the jujitsu side of yes. things. So um, 855. Or 85. 85. Okay, 85 I thought it was BJ, okay. Yeah, so it's so. Eight, 85 BJJ. Okay. And, and um, uh, 85 is, is significance to the number, uh, a strong foundation. Uh, and it was also the year our professor was born. Uh, as well. So Professor Jose Giannis is our professor, phenomenal. Uh, been in been in jiu-jitsu space for a long time under Professor Travis, so it brings a lot of uh, value to it. But uh, what predicated me aligning myself with him was the gift that I saw with him, not only through jiu-jitsu, but with kids. Mm. And you know, I always thought if I would have done this at this age, or oh, guess what, my kids are doing it at that age. Uh, so they get the opportunity that I didn't get. Um, but bringing him on uh, for the kids program was, was big, but also because just like fitness, martial arts is such a uncomfortable space. Uh, you got to experience a little of it today, and was it what you thought? It was way more than I thought. In what, um, in what regards? The I've always thought of jujitsu as like a you know self defense, and I, I thought of it more from a uh, fitness perspective, but then just today you kind of showed me some of the techniques and how relatable they are to life and then you started telling me about how it takes years and years and years to actually learn all the different ones like dude i learned so much today in like 10 minutes and and so how what else could there be so now i'm like curious like what else is there? pandora's box you know and it is so deep and i think what it what attracts what attracts most people so what attracted you the physicality Mm -hmm. of it the self-defense uh but as we got into it you started seeing the technical side of it and the technical side is deep uh, and that's what I think keeps people around for a long time because nobody's good at this. It's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. And you're physical, you're strong, but at the same time, with a little bit of technique and angles, it, it kind of uh, supersedes your physicality. Yeah, and the the biggest takeaway that I had was when you first, we were sitting, standing in there and you first started telling me about it, about like what jujitsu is, kind of its origins and things like that, and you you were talking about how jujitsu is self-defense, Um there's other forms that involve striking, things like that. And it, so in my head, I'm not going to lie to you for a second. I was like, well, wouldn't those be more valuable? But then you hit me with, because of who you are, and talk, you talking to me, because of who I am, how many situations am I actually going to be the aggressor? It's probably never in my, I'm 32 years old, and I've never been the aggressor in, in a fight. And I don't right. think you plan on being. And I don't plan to ever be that. So if I was in a situation, it is likely going to be a self-defense situation, not a self-offense situation. Yes. And that, dude, I'm telling you, everything clicked to me when well, you said that. And that's why we started, like, and we do with a lot of the the intros, is kind of that 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 breakfall create space and, and, and break falls a, a form of falling uh, in, in a safer manner so you don't hit your head so you can so you can react appropriately and, and defend yourself 
And the reason I like to teach that first is that most people coming to a self-defense class are not going to be the aggressors. Right. They're going to be attacked. So if you're attacked, you need to know the defenses to be able to, to do what you have to do. And that was a process we did. So the first thing you got to do is someone attacks you, they're going to knock you down. So you had to learn how to fall. After that, well, then you have to learn how to protect yourself. Then you have to learn to create space. And then you have to learn to be able to get away or do what you have to do. So that series kind of ties in to what most of the population probably needs. Yeah, because uh, I'm a believer that, you know, the world is crazy, right? The crazy space right now with all the stuff going on politically and everything. But at the end of the day, it's my belief that most people are good. You know, there, there's a... Sm- I, I can agree with that. Yeah, most people are good, but there is a small subset of people that aren't. And we need to be understanding of that if we actually want to stay safe in the world. There is a subset of the population that is not good, well, right? Take the, you know, take the analogy of you check in all the boxes for your marathon. Now take life as your marathon. And when I check that box on the martial arts side, it's not cockiness, but I carry a level of confidence that I can do things that I need to do if I need to do them. Mm-hmm. And that, it, it's like, you know, you the way you approach your marathon with your mindset of this is my ability to showcase this and that because you put in the hard work. Well, it's the same thing in jiu-jitsu. I put in the hard work to defend myself if I have to. And we do live in a space where you may have to. And having that ability gives me the confidence uh, to, to go through life a little bit different, a lot differently. Oh, yeah. You just walk uh, with, with a different level of confidence. The same thing like when you, you know, I hate to compare these two things, but it is true that when you look good, you feel good. Yes. When you feel good about the way that you look, it will show in your walk, in your talk, it's, it, in everything. It, it, it's an energy um, right. that, that it's either there or not. Yeah. And, and you know, by being able, because everybody, I think every male at, at your age is considered some sort of martial art or some sort of combat sport. Sure. And just never really had the opportunity. It was infancy stages, so it, it wasn't as accessible as it is now. Uh, but now that it's this accessible, it's incumbent on us to take advantage of this opportunity and prepare ourselves for what could uh, or may happen. Sure. You mentioned that, um, similar to myself, you had thought about this for a while, but never pulled the trigger. Was there something specific in your life where you're like, hey, I need to go ahead and pull the trigger on this jujitsu thing, or did it just kind of come on slowly? Did you meet Jose? Or yeah, like, what, what, it, what it actually was, I was fortunate because I had uh, I was in uh, the fitness space before, and I worked for a company, TKO. We sold boxing and MMA equipment. And I had worked with Travis before and sold him some bags in the past. And I had the relationship with him, so I kind of had that, that caveat to be able to enter, and that's kind of the caveat I wanted to create, case in point, you today is that to have that to have some sort of relationship with to be able to introduce people in a safe place for the right reasons and, and knowing Travis uh, I always wanted to do it and I was like you always on the fence well there wasn't like a hard and fast moment other than the fact I knew I needed to do something and it wasn't like I had a road rage incident or anything like that but it finally came to a head that I started at 38 and I knew if I didn't start this journey sooner uh, the likelihood it would start yeah, and can you talk a little bit about how you create a comfortable environment for people that uh, aren't necessarily aggressive people, but now they have to do this, you know, combat type of situation. So, w- what have you found to to help people get started and feel comfortable in the environment of a situation like this? Well, first, make it accessible, and you know, making it accessible, being able to uh, come out here is big. But then also, you know, it's the same. 
thing you apply in your gym space to vibes when they come in are they comfortable are they greeted what does it look like is the place clean um and and you know we went over some general rules before you got on the mat but it's imperative that you have an idea of what these rules are because that could keep you from entering if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so we try to not dumb it down but keep it very basic and you know once you become a black belt which is like a 10 to 15 year journey you forget what it's like to be a white belt and you know me being a purple belt i still kind of remember what it's like to be a white belt and you know we're in there to teach this awesome technique today on the first day you're, you're trying not to fart on your partner you know what i mean like you, 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 they're, they're, we're learning some awesome choke and the only thing in your mind is that you know you squeeze your butt cheeks you know I, but my point is it's funny as it is it's true I know. uh but, but my point is that is that to keep once you get that level of comfort, then the learning starts. So it's imperative that we keep that level of comfort and let you, like I said, the hardest thing for you to do is walk through the doors. Once you walk through the doors, I got a gi ready for you. I'm going to give you a baseline of what it is. I'm going to show you how to tie your belt. I'm going to show you, you know, kind of the rules. We did a brief kind of over the history of what it, it is, the breakdown of combat sports of striking versus grappling. Mm-hmm. So to, to kind of educate and in, 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 in that environment will allow us uh, to, to, to keep the guard down. Yeah, I was just talking to Denver about this the other day. A lot of times people, and we were talking about it more in a, in a workplace situation, sometimes people in upper management can often feel, um, they can forget what it's like to be new, yes. you know, and it's pretty much what you just said. Someone that's been doing it for a long time, sometimes there's now this gap between them and someone that's really we'll use the word green, like, you know, to to the equation. And so I really take that into account as well at the gym. Like we, we get people that just simply make them feel comfortable and allow the details to come when they're ready for it. Yes. So I I would imagine something as complex as what jujitsu seems to be. You should allow people to create their own questions. You give them an environment, let them build a confidence in the environment that they're in and the culture, and then the questions and the education will kind of come naturally. I'm not sure if that's something you it, see or if that makes it, sense. It is, and and I like to look at it as everybody's jiu-jitsu's journey is different. And it doesn't make it right wrong, uh, but it's just different. And some people may aspire to be some high-level competitor. Some people just want to be in shape. Uh, both are, are great reasons. Mm-hmm. So, but for you to kind of find find your own reason is like you said, you let them go through the process. And the more you're here, the more that process will, will, will speed up and the more you'll start to find your way and start your journey. Mm-hmm. And everybody's journey is different, but it's really cool is that, you know, you could have on the mats, uh, an ex felon, uh, a cop, a lawyer, a doctor, you have all these different walks of life that are so opposite, except they have one goal in common is to get better at jujitsu. And when you can pull these different types of personalities and everything and, and, and pull to a, to, towards a common goal, there's not many areas in, in, in the world that you have these commonalities, have these differences yet have a commonality. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you, in y'all's practice here at 8.5, do y'all see, you know, that, that same variety of people that want to really excel in jujitsu? Maybe some people are just here to... All walks of life. Yeah, all, all walks, all from, ages. Uh, you mentioned the kids. Kids, kids is huge. Um but I think with with kids is that it's like anything. It's like you know the ba- these kids in baseball are getting so good. Well, yeah, because they're traveling on a select league for t-ball at four years old now. Mm-hmm. Where before, you know, it, t-ball was 
keep them from eating their boogers and chasing butterflies. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like these guys are like turning doubles. Right. And so the standard is, is getting so much higher. Um, and jujitsu being a newer, you know, it's been around, but it's being newer, newer in the space. Um, the sooner you can get them involved, the more they can evolve. And that's the cool, cool, cool part about it. Yeah, yeah. For take that mic and like lift it up a little. Yeah, there we go. Well, not towards you, oh. like away from you. Yeah, but then there you go. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just there yeah. yeah. So. No worries. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, providing the environment and then the people of different walks of life can now intertwine with each other as well. Yes. Is that something that you've seen of, of value? To people, because I see that all the time in fitness, you you know, so I was just kind of curious if you're, what I was telling you earlier was, is that, you know, imagine your best training partner in fitness and you get the best workouts, everything else. Well, jujitsu, you can't do jujitsu by yourself. So you're a reflection of your academy and your training partners. So now we have a common goal. I want you to get better because the better you get forces me to get better versus me getting better is not at your expense. Mm -hmm. It's at your gain. So that when you build a synergy like that and that common denominator uh, amongst the group, uh, and it, it, it perpetuates uh, and it perpetuates amongst a group of so many different personalities and different different ages and different. There, it, it's a really cool intangible that you can't explain, uh, but I can only show you. Yeah, and I like to say that in fitness, um, your life is on the line every day. So we're working out to improve our lives, but in jujitsu. It it's really literally on the line. Like in, the, I'm not talking 20 years in the future. I'm talking right now. So I thought it was really interesting. You showed me a couple of the holds where the one where you like grabbed the gi and you tightened up on it. And I was like, I was expecting a little bit of something, but it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like when you in tap, a heartbeat, yes, you know, it, I felt that. And you almost have to feel it and you almost have to understand uh, what that feels like. And, and to be able to have the trust in a training partner where literally if I didn't let go, you'd have some real problems. Yeah. Uh, but once again, you know, I had the next felon and a cop training together mm-hmm. uh, and they're choking each other out and tapping. So it, it's really cool that you have this level of trust with a training partner. You've experienced that in the fitness space, but you haven't experienced in martial arts. Right. Uh, you know, it's one thing um, if your partner doesn't let go on a choke versus, you know, missing a spot on a dumbbell. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, and the other, beyond that, the other thing that it did is it kind of opened my eyes to, wow, like this could actually happen to me. Like I've never been in a situation, like I'm not a violent person. I'm, you know, I've never been in a situation, like I've never had that feeling before other than playing around with my friend, like when I was a kid and, you know, stuff like that. But it's, this is a completely different It's a very natural feeling that fight or flight kind Mm -hmm. of, it's very natural. But the more you train in that domain, uh, the more prepared you are for it. Yeah. And, and, and the more it's not as foreign to you. Like right now it's foreign. I'm like, you know, get here on your knees. I'm gonna put you on close guard. What, right, right here. What? <laughs> lot, uh, let me show you. But, but it, it's not foreign once you, you get comfortable in it. And the last thing you want to do is find yourself in that situation and not experience for the first time there. Yes. I experienced that eight times yesterday, last night, mm-hmm. 10, actually probably more than that. My point is, is that I find myself in very uncomfortable positions on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also now have the ability to think, uh, not only think and defend myself, but also better my situation. Well, I think that's uh, something that just kind of clicked in my head is that what, what this sport does is it teaches you to calm down during times of stress. There's nothing more stressful than your life on the line. Nothing. More. And so 
your life is on the line and you have to think through the techniques thing. What can I do right now to save my life? And if you freak out and have a panic attack during that time, you're done. Done. But this sport can teach you to calm down, collect your thoughts, and execute a during safe, a time of need. In a safe manner. Yes, yes. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, that type of experience on a regular basis, being exposed to that, will, will position you or, or, or prepare you for finding yourself in that situation. And it, it may not be indicative of a self-defense. It may be indicative of, of the house is on fire. Mm-hmm. And I have to stay calm in this situation. I do that through methods of breathing. Methods, there's a lot of things, but all this has to be practiced. And it's use it or lose it, just like fitness. And I've, I've found myself in different situations, and I've been able to stay calm, and whether it was self-defense or, or differently, my, my whole mindset has completely changed now in different situations because I feel my preparedness. I think with any activity someone um, takes up, they should think about the benefits beyond just the activity itself. So, like, for example, you just said that if my house is on fire, because of jujitsu, I've been able to learn how to stay calm and think through different situations during this very stressful event. You know, same thing. I'll take it a step further because I do jujitsu and I know I stay calm in this situation, this stressful event. I have the physicality to do what I need to do. So I got to go get the kids, get the dog out. I have the ability uh, to do it because of not only think, but mentally and physically Physically. and emotionally. Yeah, I agree 100% similar to to running. You know, I'm out there. If you had asked me a year ago if I could bust out a 20-mile run, (laughs) dude, I can't even do 10. But now I've proven to myself that I can, you know, I haven't done 26 yet, but I've done 22 and felt fine. But you will. Yeah, and it hurt for a little bit, but I pushed through. I collected my thoughts. It hurt. My legs were hurting, but I made it. Right, and so now this gives me that confidence. Just like when you look good, the confidence. Exactly. When you know that you can defend yourself, the confidence, and and that is equated e- everywhere across the board, not just in this one narrow path of jujitsu or this one narrow path of running. It is cross. It's know, applicable, and that, yes. and that's and these lessons and these things that we do is is, is applicable. Fitness is I'm 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 suffering now, so I don't suffer later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, jujitsu, I'm suffering, I'm learning, but this will allow me to possibly not have to suffer later. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Do you have any future plans for 85? Yeah. So we're actually adding a striking class next. Okay. Uh, So, you know, with with self-defense, there's many different martial arts out there, and I I think they're all great. Uh, I just think, you know, with jujitsu, I think it's the most, you get the most bang for your buck as far as if I'm going to invest an hour or two hours a day. Uh, what's going to be the biggest return. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that out of the different arts I've tried, that was the best one. We are adding uh, striking, uh, which would be a form of Muay Thai next, uh, which is good too. Um, but it, it, it's there's a lot of physicality to it, um, but it's kind of that next phase of our academy. What about Fitness Depot, Fitness Destination as a whole? Like what's the future plans? How, how long have you guys been open so, here? store opened in 2015. Okay. Um the market's changing. Uh, it's shifting. Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, it is. Um, but at the same time, uh, we're nimble enough and able to shift. So what we've, you know, what we've done is everything's gone real heavy in free weights. You're probably seeing the bodybuilding push, everything else. So what I've done now is I'm I'm sourcing more of that type of stuff mm. uh, to stay competitive in pricing. I have a big offering, but also I'm constantly, you know, vetting all the stuff like the. the 
products we use today, the the tip bar, the different types of uh, slant boards, things like that. And there's constant product coming out there. So um, there's never a dull moment to to test and, and, and get feedback out there. Yeah, I know you guys have definitely expanded. I think when I first met you, did you have the building across the street here? Or? Yeah, we still have that building. That's that, that, that's our pre-owned equipment as well. Oh, okay. So. But have you had that the whole time since yeah, you guys uh, opened? Well, I bought that building, I think, uh, two years later, so 2017. Oh, okay. okay, 17. Yeah. So, but it's it's a big operation. We're in a yeah. warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does look different, but that allows us to keep our overhead down. Like you said, well, how do you keep pricing down everything else? Mm-hmm. Well, if I had a big fancy store, I had big fancy prices, and you probably would have never came and saw me. How many total square feet you have here? 17,000 square feet. 17,000 square so feet. So about 2,000 square foot is the uh, Jiu-Jitsu Academy, and then uh, the rest is going to be kind of a showroom and then some office. Okay. And it's... Being able to share the fixed uh, the fixed cost and the overhead allows us uh, not only to have a streamlined location, uh, mm-hmm. but to stay stay down on price and then stay competitive, which is the baseline we talked about. Right, right, right. Yeah, and you guys offer um, a, a service to the city of Houston that it's very necessary. So um, I appreciate what you guys do. So I just want to kind of say thanks, you know, for, for what you do. You've definitely connected me to, to some people. And at the end of the day, no matter what industry you're in, um, the people behind it are really what would drive everything. Yeah, and, you know? and it, it comes down to, I think, intent and why. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, what you do and what I do, our intent and the sound, it may not be the uh, easiest or lucrative, most lucrative That's route right. out there, but at the same time, I don't think anything we set out to do, we set out to be easy. No, I, I will agree with that. Um, I, I often, I was just talking to a client about this this morning. I, I do have, um, I may have, maybe I haven't really discuss this with you, but I do have a handful of clients that I do still train personally myself and that I've had for a very long time. Most of the clients that I've trained, I've had for at least three years, Yeah, you know, consistently. And I still hold on to that core group. Um, you know, and, and as we continue to grow and open more, whether I'm able to continue to do that or not, I, I'm unsure. Right. But at the moment I do, and I was discussing uh, with one of them this morning about how, yeah, if I ever find myself complaining about something going on in my life that and yeah it is it is some things are hard for sure sure. but if i look back you know just a few years ago there is nothing really to complain about is it hard sure but i like to stay grateful practice gratitude and look at the big picture if i ever complain about my life i i I need to stop right in the moment and, and really assess the whole situation yeah it's hard but fulfilling, like what you're saying. Maybe it's not the most lucrative thing. I did some real estate before I did fitness. And if I if all I cared about was the money, then I'd, I'd keep doing that. You're, you know. And your bank account would be full and your heart would be empty. Right. And I've experienced that. And it's, it's, it's not where I wanted to be. And that's mm-hmm. the evolution of why we got to where we were at um, is because of the, we're here not to make money. We're here to live life. And to maximize our time here is, is 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 what we do. Yeah, and that's why it's imperative because I feel like everything else is working against us. And food, diet, pharmaceutical, whatever the case may be, is working against us. Technology, um, so it's incumbent on guys like us that that have seen the light, um, that have had our oh shit moments, mm-hmm. uh, to share our experiences and lead by example and challenge ourselves and show that if you prepare yourself, um, you can overcome anything. And, and it, it, it's a mindset and it starts with that. And if you get the right mindset, just like uh, if you train functional, you'll get a good byproduct. 
well, if you train the right mindset, the byproduct is you'll have a good life. Yeah, I, I do agree that if if we focus on self-fulfillment as well as fulfilling others, then the byproduct is our life will be good and we will be gifted with the things that we need to have a good life, successful life and and live the life that we really want. And um, unfortunately, I think in today's age, sometimes that gets overlooked a little bit. You know, everyone's worried about, you know, where the next meal is going to come from, next paycheck is going to come from and things like that. And those things are important. I'm not For saying sure. that they're not important. But if, if we can focus on ourselves, living the best life that we can and using our gifts and our past, the things that we've been through, like you said, we've been hit in the head, we've hit rock bottom, we've been through those things. So it is my duty to share that with others and instill it into them that they can make it as well. And that is how I help them fulfill themselves. Which, which selfishly now, fulfills you. That's right. It is a little selfish like, at the end of the day. It's like jujitsu. I want you to get better so I can get better. Yes. Same mindset. That's right. Well, Lee, uh, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for inviting us by. Um, any final words that you want to put in that you think we missed or anything you want to go over? What am I going to see on the mat again? Hey, soon. Yes, <laughs> soon. I mean, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. That was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I really, I really, I guess when you said, you know, there's so much, I mean, man, do I just learn so much in 10 minutes? Well, it, it was, it, I don't know how and long. And how many times have you been here? That wasn't the first time in there. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So and, all you gym owners out there, come get the experience of jujitsu. Yeah, dude, it's great. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, jujitsu place just opened up right behind us. So yeah, I'm check swing it, by and, there. And, and, you know. and check it out. No, I'm, I'm not saying you have to come here or anything. Right. And, and, and if you want to come try it, just to try it and know that it's like, I, I knew that the proximity didn't make sense for you, but uh-huh. I knew that you were, you, you were interested. Yes. So I'd, I'll take the time to show you the art, whether you come here or come somewhere else. It's the same thing with the store is that it, it's not what's in it for me. Uh, it's what's in it for you, which in turn will be in it for me. I feel the same way about people. You know how often if, if someone doesn't fit our business model, for example, I will go find what they need Based and send them there. Because you qualify. Yes, because I, I care about them. And 100%. I don't care if they come. Dude, I don't care if you do yoga, spin, uh, body pump class at 24-hour fitness. Dude, you got to do something, you know. It's like any good gym owner, trainer, uh, academy owner is that all we want you to do is continue your journey. Right. And the only thing we don't want you to do is quit. And I don't mean quit our gym or quit our academy. I mean quit your journey. That's right. Yeah. You got to keep that journey going to fulfill all the different areas, all the stuff that we talked about today. Um yeah, you guys have a great thing here. I'm excited to see the future. I'm glad that I now understand fitness destination so, <laughs> and what it is. You want to come get the experience? Gym owner, homeowner, uh, been on the fence about wanting to try jujitsu. It would be our pleasure uh, to show you guys in a safe, comfortable yeah, environment. Yeah, and you guys are right here in, in the middle of, of Houston. Spring Branch. Yeah. yeah, kind of back of Spring Branch mm-hmm. area. So come see us, and uh, I'd love to get you guys a uh, look after. Yeah, and I'm excited for um, meeting up monthly here, probably getting some, because uh, you have a lot of contacts in yes. our space with yes. great stories, yes. great information, great value to bring. And can't wait to, to, to bring them through and then and let them, you know, most importantly, tell tell us their whys. That's right. Yeah, very cool. Let's go. All right. All right, guys, we'll see you all next time.